Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, good morning, Renew Life Church. Welcome to our first, and I'll be honest, hopefully only (laughs) Easter online service. We're so glad you're tuning in. I've actually got my phone right here. I'm following us on Facebook Live as well, so it's great to see that you're tuning in. Uh, But welcome. Welcome to our live broadcast. My name's Braden. This is my wife, Leanne. This is Keith. And we're so glad you're here with us today. This is going to be an incredible time for us to actually be live. It's, right. It feels surreal. Leanne and I were talking yeah. yesterday about how uh, this is the first time in maybe our lifetime that we can remember not being inside the four walls of the church. Yeah. And for as Easter, you know, if, yeah. Yeah, for Easter. Yeah. And, and if you've been following along with us as a part of our church family, or even just following along, uh, you've known that we've been uh, recording our services, pre-recording our services, which felt a little disconnected mm-hmm. at times. But for some reason, live feels better. I actually mm-hmm. semi feel like we are yeah. actually in church. Easter together. gets live. E- yeah, yes. if, going, if it's Easter, we're going to go live. Yeah, we got to go, go live for Easter. So uh, seriously, we're just so glad you're here with us. We've got an incredible yeah. uh, time. I, I'm so thankful that. Uh, First of all, that Jesus did what he did. That's Amen. what we're here to That's celebrate. Right. Uh, it's such an honor and a privilege to get to be here, to be in a church, to be in a country right. that's free. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you, you. You start to take for granted sometimes your freedom until you find yourself in the middle of a pandemic and everyone's telling you mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, you, you, yeah. you recognize what you have. We don't just have freedom as Americans. We have freedom mm-hmm. as believers in that's Jesus. Right. And so that's what that's we're right. here to celebrate, what he did for us. Amen. And so just welcome. And before we get going too much further, I just want to open in prayer and just yeah. invite the Holy Spirit. We believe you, he's, there's no time or distance in the Spirit, so we're here with you guys. Yeah. But Jesus, the presence of God, is in your living room right now, wherever it is that you're watching yeah. from. And so let's yeah. just invite him in. Yeah. Uh, Lord, you, we just welcome you here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says where two or more are gathered, you are here. We just believe that even across the Internet, we are gathered, not in the name of a church, not in the name of a denomination, but in the name of our Savior, the cornerstone of the church, whose name is Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. Lead and guide us into truth today. Help us see Jesus. Open, re- remove the scales from our eyes. Let us see Jesus for who he truly is, for what he truly did for us. And Lord, I just believe that freedom you, is coming. Yeah. You came, Jesus came that we Thank may have life, that. life more abundantly. abundantly. So we just declare that life and life more abundantly. Freedom is coming. In Jesus' name today, amen. 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 Well, we kind of want to start this morning just talking about what we really feel like God has been saying to us, mm-hmm. what, he, what we believe he's saying to, to the church, what he's been doing in our lives mm-hmm. personally. I know we've had over the last couple of weeks, many, many conversations, um, even with our people over Zoom and I mean, just with one another, mm-hmm. like. God, God really seems to be doing something special yeah. during this time. He seems to be yeah. speaking to people specifically and, and honestly doing a really, really big, mm-hmm. big, uh, big work. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, everyone's kind of feeling this. Mm-hmm. This is a, a serious time yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's a serious time. And there's serious things going on in the earth and in the world and, and right at home, wherever you find yourself today, like there, it's, it's real for you. Mm-hmm. You might not be really be, be affected very highly by this pandemic, mm-hmm. but there are people who have lost jobs, who've mm-hmm. lost their business. It's been really, really serious lost for them. Family. Yeah. Lost family, um, gotten yeah. sick mm-hmm. and like, 
Uh, no matter how much this has been affecting you or not, it's, it's affecting your town, Mm. your, your city, your Mm. family. There's some way that you're experiencing what's going on. And it seems like God is really trying to do something in this time. And so I kind of want to just kick it off to you, Braden, to start us out today and, and just want you to share kind of what the Lord has been sharing with you, what he, what he's doing in you, but also what you think he's doing kind of in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's important that we just recognize exactly what you said. This almost is almost doesn't feel like Easter. Yeah. Right. And I don't know that that's a necessarily right. a bad thing. And when I say that, I, obviously, there's never a wrong time or a bad time to not put our eyes back on Jesus. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's actually what I think a lot of what's happening is to get our eyes back on him. But it's important that we do acknowledge what's happening and that there's a sovereignty to this moment. Uh, God, yeah. for whatever reason, we've, we've talked about mm-hmm. this, God, for whatever reason, he, he, in his sovereignty, did not deliver us ahead of this pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. I think of the, uh, of the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't deliver them from the fire. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting. He delivered them in the fire. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so it's he interesting. He showed up yeah, in the fire with them. them. Yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't find a way to squelch mm-hmm. the fire. He didn't send a rain to put the fire out. Yeah. And, and I think they probably recognized that. They, they said, you know, Lord, we know that you can and we know that, we, that you will, but even if you don't, I think that last phrase, even if you don't, I think they realized that fire's still there. <laughs> Maybe yeah, by now we thought that fire wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, no, this, is there. this is still going to happen. This gonna whole thing about them throwing us in, it's, right. it's actually going to happen. Yeah. And so I think they had to, re- I think there was a, a different level of faith. Something different was being tested. Mm. It's one thing to be tested ahead of the fire. Yeah. It's another thing to be tested in the in fire. The fire. That's good. And it's, it's honestly the sovereignty of God, I believe, with, my, with all of my heart right now. He's doing something to test us in the fire. Yep. He's testing us in the this mm. fire. And mm. so I, I think it's important that in this moment, we ask ourselves, God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. What's, what's happening here? Yeah. I, as you look across the landscape of just humanity in general, I'm not going to say Christianity. I'm going to say humanity. I think one of the things that you see in this season, in this fire, is that it's actually brought out the best of us and the worst of us at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other day, Leanne and I were uh, well, we were talking, and you said, have you seen that clip on the internet that was mm-hmm. kind of surfacing, I guess? Uh, it was a shift change. It was in New York City, which is kind of the, the, the hotbed of where a lot of the attack is coming, especially as it, as it pertains to COVID-19. It's kind of the hotbed. And so she said, have you seen this video? And it was during the shift change for hospitals and doctors, all of New York City, people were opening up their windows, opening up their doors, yeah. honking their horns and celebrating the, the nurses, the doctors, those that were putting their lives on the line every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. Almost, it was almost like they're our military right now in a right. lot of ways. They were mm-hmm. getting more like a military <laughs> ovation, if you will, yeah. and deservingly uh, because of what they were willing to do, what they, how they were willing to put their mm-hmm. lives on the line uh, to, to, to put an end to this, to put a yeah. stop to this, to help people. Right. And just to see a, a city, you could hear the city of New York shaking, rumbling and roaring and honking. And it was just incredible to, I'm literally getting chills just thinking about it right now. Because it was incredible to watch how the the human spirit rallied around each other. We rallied to each other. And Mm -hmm. it was incredible to see that in this moment, what was squeezed out was something good. In this moment of the fire, something good was squeezed out. But we'd be foolish not to acknowledge that just as much as some good things Mm -hmm. have been squeezed out, some other stuff has been squeezed yeah. out. Yeah. And I'll just start with me right off the bat. In this fire, I have found, in this pressure, I have seen some things come out of me personally that I was like, hmm, 
Did not know that was. <laughs> no, that was lurking, that lurking down that was there. Still in there. <laughs> it's like I just, I'm just being really honest. It's like you find yourself when pressure comes, yep. when fear comes, when oppression comes, when the potential economic instability comes, when all those things come. Yeah. When the pressure's the most. You find out what's really in there. Mm. Right. You find out what's really in there, and uh, we've seen this with Americans. We've yeah. seen this with not not just the church. We've seen this with Americans, uh, but we also church Christians are Americans. Right, And we've seen social statistics. I, I wrote some of them down, but we've seen a spike in domestic abuse. We've seen a spike. I, I read a, st- a statistic the other day where suicide hotlines are seeing three times. It's probably gone up by now, but three uh-huh. times the normal amount of phone calls that they're usually receiving. Uh, alcohol and drug use has sk- skyrocketed. Sales are up. Uh, their yeah. sales are yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Porn consumption is up. Uh, the... the, the, the uh, Maybe seems not not not, not that significant, mm. but exercise is down mm. and eating is up. Yeah. Anybody else eating is it's like I, I literally I'm just I'm kind of telling myself I'm having to do a fast right now because as a part of this right this process when I saw some things come up I'm like mm, I still have areas in my life where my flesh is in control and I yeah. and I just had to be really honest with myself and I, if I'm being honest with you this is a time where you have to be honest with yourself yeah yeah. We have to be yeah. honest with ourselves as, as believers, as Jesus followers, mm-hmm. and ask the question, take a look at our life, mm-hmm. and say, what came out? Mm-hmm. What has been coming out of me? Has fear? Has anxiety? Mm-hmm. Has anger? Mm-hmm. Has, 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 a, has a, an addiction resurfaced? Insecurity. Has insecurity mm-hmm. resurfaced? Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah. something anxiety, resurfaced yeah. in my life that I'm like, wow, in this fire, mm-hmm. in this pressure, we find ourselves in the middle of it, and look what came out. Wow. Yeah. I want to read a story because I, I, was, I was just thinking on this around the story of the cross, and I couldn't help but think about Peter. In Matthew chapter 26, I want to read this. Uh, Jesus has, has been, been arrested in the garden, and, and we pick up here in verse 57. It says, Then the people who had arrested Jesus, they led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Now, first of all, let's just remember what in this garden what had happened. They had come to arrest Jesus, and Peter was the one disciple who had courage in the moment. Because that, let's just honest, be honest, that was actually pressure. That was a moment of fire yeah. where, where, where they were coming under fire. And Peter, even may, he may not have responded the perfect way, but he responded. He did yeah. something. He did, he did something. Right. He didn't yeah. shrink back. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, fear didn't come out of him. Insecurity mm-hmm. didn't come out of him. Shrinking back didn't come out of him. Yep. Aggression came out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see him response. Again, maybe you shouldn't have cut the dude's ear off. Let's just yeah, be honest. Probably. Maybe yeah. that, let's just, kind of probably, a cool story, but he shouldn't have done that. Great story. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but that's, that's like the story of Peter's life. Yeah. But, but at least he responded. And it's interesting, as we go through this, just, to, just remember this. The Holy Spirit saw fit for us to follow Peter's life and Peter's journey through all this. Yeah. He's one of the only disciples, the only disciple that I can read, that actually gets a, a, a named timeline of here's what, was, here's what Peter was doing yeah. Yeah. during all this. It doesn't say right. here's what John was doing throughout all this. Here's what James was doing throughout all this. No, but it does say here's what, here's what Peter was doing throughout all this. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit saying, look, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm drawing your attention it's to something. High, yeah, it's high, like- the Holy Spirit's highlighting, mm-hmm. literally highlighting Peter's life yep. Yep. and saying in Scripture, look, 
Look mm-hmm. at what this guy yeah. did during this time. Yeah. Look at the process that he was in. 100%. Look mm-hmm. at what he was dealing with and then the emotions, the, um, just the steps that he was taking, the steps he mm-hmm. wasn't taking exactly. that you're going to go mm-hmm. on to read here in a second. Well, and it says he, Peter gets in there. He went in. He sat with the guards. He waited to see how it was all going to end. And so he's watching this. He's watching Jesus on trial. He's watching Jesus go through this... Um, this badgering, they're, they're trying to bring false witnesses against Jesus, trying to find some reason to trip him up in, in word and in speech and, 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 or get someone just to flat out tell a lie. The, the people weren't coming forward like they thought they were going to. And finally, they got him tripped up by admitting that he was the Messiah. They said, are you, are you the Messiah? And he says, you've said it right. That's, that's mm-hmm. who I am. And immediately, here's what we see in Matthew chapter 26, verse 65. It says, then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and mm-hmm. said, blasphemy. Why do we need other witnesses? You've all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who hit you that time? Those words are, are hard to read, even just. Yeah. This was the beginning of the end for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter is watching this. He's watching this man who he had such respect for, such belief in. But all of a sudden, it was one thing to have the pressure to have him arrested. It was one thing to be in that moment in the garden. But all of a sudden, he just realizes, well, oh, my gosh, they just declared him guilty. They're going to kill him. Yep. They're fixing to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm attached to him. Yeah. I'm connected to him. Yep. And for the first time, all of a sudden, you start to see Peter's, he's been with Jesus for three and a half years. You start to see him take a bit of a different course. Jesus starts on his process and Peter starts going through an entirely different process. One that we know. Yeah. Verse 69 says, meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside the court in the courtyard and a servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those who was with Jesus, the Galilean, but Peter denied it in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. Later out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, you must be one of them. We can tell by your accent. Peter swore a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know that man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you'll deny three times that you even know me. And he... These next words, they just break your heart. And he went away weeping bitterly. This man that just literally hours before was the one who had the courage to pull out his sword when the fire was getting, the, the, the heat was starting to ramp up. Yep. He pulls out his sword to defend his savior. Hours later, when the fire got a little hotter and a little hotter and a little hotter, all of a sudden the pressure was too much. And something that I don't even think, Actually, I know Peter didn't know was in there because he had told him, I'll die with you, Lord. I'll never deny I'll you. I'll never yeah. deny you. I'll yep. die with you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, something came out of Peter that he didn't know was in there. Mm. Yep. When the fire got hot enough, something different came out. Denial came out. Insecurity came out. Swearing, cursing, yeah. anger mm. came out. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, wow, that's actually where we, in a lot of ways, mm. this is where this is where we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm so thankful that this story reveals what Peter was going through. 100%. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. 
not only not only this time that we're in right now, there are multiple times in our life mm-hmm. whenever the heat gets mm-hmm. extreme, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> whenever the pressure surmounts, and and it honestly gets too much. Mm-hmm. And there are things that that come out of us in those yeah. moments that we're we're honestly we're not proud of. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, and, if we're to be really honest, we, we feel shame about, yep. mm-hmm. we feel guilt about, we feel yep. condemned mm-hmm. about, and, and it's, and it's a real thing that we, that all of us have to walk mm-hmm. through, especially those who find themselves in a leadership position, right. um, as a pastor, uh, just someone who's leading people, but really hus- or husband of a home. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Husband, mm-hmm. I mean, wife, I mean, your kids really, he, <laughs> they bring up the fire every single day. Yeah, you know, do. it's like the pressure in quarantine yeah, and the quarantine is like the pressure is always up to 1000 degrees, you know, uh, so, some of you are like, man, I've been in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego since quarantine, since the quarantine. So, uh, but I, I'm so thankful that scripture not only points to Peter, but other leaders in yeah. uh, other, other people we look up to in scripture, it, it actually doesn't just say how awesome they were. No, right. it actually shows all the areas that they failed. Yeah. Yep. Now we have to remember, we, we were talking about this yesterday. This, the word of God was inspired by the Holy yeah. spirit right. through men. Yeah. We right. talked about this actually last week yeah. uh, on, on our, in our service. Mm-hmm. This is the word of God. It's the yeah. word. It's, it, and, and, and Peter was the one explaining this. Like, Wait a minute. Or Paul was explaining this. Or Peter was explaining it last week. This is not just some clever stories we, right. we drummed up. The, the, the scriptures, the prophecy, it's all true. My experiences, the experiences Peter yeah. had gone through, they led to me to believe this is the word of God. It was and, purposely put in there. And, exactly. And so if you think about that, every, this whole story, as we watch mm. Peter's transgressions, as we watch Peter's process, the Holy Spirit himself, God himself, wanted us to see this. Yeah. He wanted us to see that these heroes of the faith, and we're going to go on to hear mm the significant role that Peter played uh, that the, I really, honestly the Lord just shared this with me just last night and sh- I believe showed me some revelation that's going to help us mm-hmm. but it's like he wanted us to see this he mm-hmm. highlighted this story yeah. there are other mm-hmm. stories throughout scripture that, that, that the Holy Spirit highlighted mm-hmm. the failures not just the victories right. but the failures of the heroes mm-hmm. uh, of the faith I'll say this too I'm thankful that in, in this day and age there are leaders even not just Bible mm-hmm. leaders but there are leaders on this earth as we know it <laughs> that are doing the same thing. There's a book that I know changed my life. Uh, Brian Johnson wrote a book called The God, or or When God Becomes Real. And in his book, he tells the honest, the the good, bad, nasty, ugly, honest truth. Mm -hmm. And and, and for those of you who don't know, Brian Johnson's uh, the leader of Bethel Music, founder of Bethel Music, where his songs are what most of the world is singing today. And and so he has has made such a profound impact uh, on, on history, even in the church, and yet he, in his book he talks about, and he's very candid with his uh, early on in his life with his issues with pornography. Mm-hmm. He's very candid with in the book even more recently uh, of some things he gone went through in his soul where he dealt with some major anxiety, yeah. a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. He tells this one story where he he was in the middle of a church meeting. Uh, the anxiety began to ramp up. He went home. He popped some pills and crushed a couple of beers. And I'm like. He just said a whole, yeah, first of all, did he just say that, you know, in the book? And the good news is I'm not spreading any gossip. It's in the book. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But um, I I remember reading that and going, did he, did he just say that? Did he just admit that he could, he, the pressure was too much for him in a moment? Did he just admit that he had uh, pills at his house? Did he admit that he needed to crush a couple of, couple of beers to help knock the edge off? Well, I think for us, like we didn't grow up hearing. No. 
mean, I'm just being honest. Like yeah. we didn't grow up hearing leaders and, and, um, the people that we looked up to spiritually, they didn't really speak about mm-hmm. the hard things they would go through. And right. so you almost feel like you're, you're an alien yeah. or something's wrong with you. If you're, or you don't have enough faith if you're going through something. And so mm-hmm. I just appreciate people like yeah. that. They give us permission to be on a journey. Well, and that word that you just said, that's, that's what, that's what came up in my heart. That word permission. Mm-hmm. When I read that, when, that, that book just moved me so yeah. much. It, it was incredible how much it impacted me. And when you, I had to ask myself the question, why is this moving yeah. me so much? And what, it, what I noticed was his process gave me permission to have a process. So that's really good. When I saw his process, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, I just was given permission to have a process of my own. Right. When I read that, it, it, for whatever reason, it didn't give me permission to sin. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for permission to sin. Right. I, I, what I, was, I think if anything, all of us are looking for permission to have a process, to not be perfect, yeah. but to still have a purpose. Yeah. yeah but to still have a call of God on our life. And that's what I, when I, when I read the story of Peter, the good news is, is most of us, we're, we've been Christians most of our life probably, or at least we are now. Most of you watching today, you're Christians. And, and you know this story of Peter. We actually, as we're reading this, you know how this ends. You know that this doesn't end this way. You know it doesn't end. Peter's life, I'll say it this way. Peter's life doesn't end like Judas's life did. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't end that way. We know yeah. there's another side of this story, but I'm thankful that we have at least this section of the mm-hmm. story that we can see Peter have a problem, yeah. have a process, make right. some, mis- not just some mistakes. I'm talking about the mistake. He denied knowing Jesus. Right. Mm. The, I mean, a big one. And, and yet he, 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 he circled back. It, and I want to go on to John chapter 21 because there's a couple of things I want to say here. In John 21, uh, Jesus has died He's been resurrected from the dead and he's actually making some visitations. And one of the visitations that he saw fit to make was he went back to restore Peter. Mm-hmm. He went back to restore Peter. And we all know Peter denied Jesus three times and Jesus asked Peter three times, Hey, Peter, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, you know, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Third time, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you, you know everything. You yeah. know that I love you then feed my sheep. I think it's interesting. He didn't just restore his conscience. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's one, that's one of the first things that has to be restored when we find ourselves in this moment. If you're watching today and you find yourself in a moment where this fire has squeezed some things out of you, it's squeezed out some things that you're not proud of, you've responded in some ways you're not proud of, or maybe you're even here on an Easter Sunday in the middle of a pandemic and you've been far from God, even that has been a reminder of how far from God you, you are has been squeezed out of you. The first thing I want you to know is that Jesus came to cleanse you of that conscience. He came to give you a clean conscience. He came to cleanse you of that sin consciousness Mm -hmm. that so many of us live from for so so long. But here's what I love. He didn't just cleanse him from the sin conscience. He cleansed him back into purpose. That's Mm -hmm. right. He got it. Because notice he didn't just say, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know, okay, good. I was just checking. Yeah. Okay, good. No, what did he tell him? Feed my sheep, also known as get back to work. Yeah. yeah. He restored his position. Get yeah. back to work. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah. and, and I just believe this with all of my heart. This is, it seems like a, this is almost like an uneaster season, an uneaster service mm-hmm. where God's not just wanting to just share some good mm-hmm. news with us. He's wanting to, he's wanting to, to shake some things. Yeah, he's wanting, just like we did with Peter. Yep. It's like, Hey, wake up, yeah. wake up. Yeah. This mm-hmm. needs to be a wake up call. This needs to be an alarm. Like right now, if, if I just thought about this and, and, mm-hmm. I love our church. Don't get me wrong. I love our church, but we we make it pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy to come to church. 
we, we have coffee and donuts. It's free breakfast. Donuts? It, donut holes. Does it get any easier? Oh, come on, man. What, what, so, what yeah. else could get you up faster in the morning <laughs> than coffee, Good coffee and donut holes. <laughs> so the American church, we've done this. We've yeah. made church easy. Yeah. And, that's, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. But I do know that I give God permission at any time to remind me yeah. and everyone else, this is not our church, this is his church. Mm-hmm. And even though those things like coffee and donuts and an incredible environment, they have a purpose, there was something God was doing behind that. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% believe that. But I just wonder, and you have to ask yourself, mm-hmm. how have you been doing since it hasn't been easy? Mm-hmm. How have you been doing? When you can't just get up, stroll in, Get fed. Or, yeah, yeah. Get, get some Shop coffee. Get some yeah. Yeah. free, free, free childcare. They'll teach. If, since you haven't been teaching them the Bible at home, we'll teach them the Bible yeah. at yeah. our home. Yeah. You know, so then you can walk in, sit in kind of a dark room, incredible worship, and, and then hear a message, and, and, and a nice little bow, and then go on, have some lunch. Like, since it's not been easy, how have you been doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since it's not been easy, what does your pursuit look like? Wow. Since it's been since you had to since you had to go worship by yourself, maybe to a CD with no worship team, with not a thousand people worshiping along with you, how have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we have to be. Mm-hmm. On, I have I've had to be honest with myself. Yeah. It's real easy to study the Bible when you have a message to preach. Right. Yep. It's really easy to get into prayer when it, well, shoot, I need to get into prayer and study. I, I have to preach. I, some people yeah. are going to see whether I know the Bible or not yeah. this, this Sunday. You <laughs> mm-hmm. know, a friend of mine. Uh, a friend of mine was talking to me yesterday about how. She's realized that um, even though they're really great parents and their home is centered around Jesus, she realized that she has kind of left the responsibility of teaching her kids about Jesus to the church Mm, and how this was sort of a wake up call for like, wow, I want to be in, I need to be in the middle of this with my kids. I need to be the main one teaching my kids about Jesus. Mm, And when they ask those awkward, weird, hard questions, how do, how do I do, how do I respond? And and just, so it's just, it's shaking up everything. Well, and, and, and just to kind of to bring up what I feel like maybe the most important aspect of this story is we, we, we need to keep reading. Mm -hmm. Peter, Peter gets restored. Jesus restores Peter. In this process, the worst of Peter was brought out. Actually, what was brought out of Peter is his fear of man. His love for God was not greater than his fear of man. Hmm. And as the story fast forward, Jesus restores Peter. Peter and the disciples are in the upper room. Jesus had told the disciples, don't go anywhere. Don't you think about leaving until the Holy Spirit comes. He had promised that the Holy Spirit would come. And the disciples are in the upper room, also known as the hiding room. It wasn't just the upper room. It was the hiding room. They were yeah. hiding from the uh, hopefully not having to go through what Jesus just went through. Mm-hmm. There's this great fear had come mm-hmm. upon them. Like, okay, they killed him. Yeah. yeah. I wonder who's next. I wonder if they're going to come after all of us. Mm-hmm. And so this, this incredible fear was there. But they, so they were half hiding, half obeying God, look, waiting for the Holy Spirit. You yeah. Know? Holy Spirit comes, fills the room, and there's this incredible moment where somebody has to be the first one to come out of that room, filled with the Holy Spirit, and someone has to preach the first message mm-hmm. to the new church. Yeah. Wow. Someone, someone has to have the courage, mm-hmm. has to have no fear of man, no fear of death, to stand up and boldly proclaim the gospel yeah. to the world. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to go first. It's almost as if Jesus allowed Peter to go through this journey to squeeze out mm-hmm. the fear of man, mm-hmm. to squeeze out the fear of death, mm-hmm. so that he had to face that thing. He had to face that issue mm-hmm. in his life, not so that he would feel guilt and shame mm-hmm. and condemnation, 
but so that he could actually do what he was born to do. Wow. So that he could actually fulfill the call of God on his life yeah. and preach the very message that birthed the church that we're a part of today. Wow. Yeah. And I, just think that, yeah. I, I just think that's incredible. Wow. That, and, and, and we have to ask ourselves this question. And I know, I know Leanne, you've said this. Yeah. You believe strongly, I believe strongly that prophetically, this is one, at least one of the things that God is doing right now. Yeah. The fact that he didn't deliver us ahead of the fire, mm. that he's keeping us yeah. in the fire. He's allowing the fire to burn away some things. He's allowing this pressure to squeeze up some things. He needs yeah. the church. He needs the disciples of Jesus. He needs the, the Christians yeah. to get some things right in their lives, get some things dealt with yeah. because there's, a, there's something coming. I don't even know yeah. that we know what it is. I don't mm. pretend to know what it is, but I, it's just yeah. that thing. I have an unction. The Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we can know all things. Right. I've yeah. got that unction that there's a reason mm. we need to deal with these things, not just as our church, but as the church, amen. as believers, something's yeah. coming. Yeah, amen. I feel, I feel the words in my spirit. Uh, wake up. Uh, opportunity, um, listen, mm. and I feel an urgency. And like you're just saying, prophetically, there's there's something coming, and I believe that we're being given a window of opportunity right now. Um, not that God's grace isn't real any other time, apart from the coronavirus and apart from this pandemic at this moment in history. However, it, prophetically, there's a moment right now. It's almost like I see almost like a bubble where it's time to get things right. Mm -hmm. It's time to get things right. And there is, we know Romans says there is therefore now no condemnation for those right. that are in Christ Jesus. But we also know that there is a holy conviction yes. that can bring change and bring growth in our lives. And I, I, I hear the Lord saying, let's allow this moment in history to be marked by faith and growth and change in our lives. Let's never go back to the way we were. Let's not, once this is all over and it, it will pass, yep. it will pass by. Once this is all over, let's not go back to the way things were. Let's, let's have a new normal in our lives. Mm -hmm. Let's get those things in our soul dealt with. Let's actually bring our hearts to the Father instead of just give him lip service. You know, I read this scripture in Isaiah. And again, this is not to bring condemnation, but I just feel this undercurrent of the spirit of God saying, come on, mm -hmm. come on. I need you. Like Braden was saying, you have work to do. Yeah, we have work coming. to do. There's something coming. He wants for you to be effective for the kingdom of God. That's right. But aside from that, he just wants your heart. Listen to this Isaiah 29 verse 13. It says, therefore, the Lord said, these people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. And you can just hear the heart of the father. The ultimate purpose of any of our process yeah. is just to, for Jesus to draw our hearts back yeah. to him. Mm -hmm. He just wants us. Yeah. He wants us. And out of that will flow our purpose yeah. Yeah. and helping people and yeah. bringing people into the kingdom of God and all that. But well, and if you think about it, when you talk about heart, when we look at Bible, we talk about how the Bible puts people's stuff on display. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody seemingly who was, it was more memorable in scripture yet had more mess ups mm -hmm. than David. Okay. Yeah. We, we talked about this the other day. Right. David's one of those guys that, like, everybody knows David. Everybody, he's one, he's one of those top five Bible characters. Yeah, when you're a little time. boy, you're like, if I'm going to be somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm David. Besides Jesus, is David. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like. And, and, and yet, he was, my goodness, adultery? Yeah. Mm. Murder? Uh, the, a string of there's things. a string yeah. of things that happens. But it's interesting that, uh, what does it say of him that potentially is an indicator of what God's after in this, mm. in this whole yep. thing? Yeah. It said that. 
It didn't say David was an adulterer. It didn't say David was a murderer. It said David was a man yeah, after my heart. God's after God's heart. heart. This is a hard thing. Yeah. Yep. And I think in this season, that's actually what's happening is yeah. God is saying, hey, just do a heart check. Yeah. Yep. Do, do, a little, do a little heart, heart check. check. Yeah. And ask yourself what's really in my heart. Yeah. And don't, like she said, don't, don't waste this moment. Yeah. Well, you know, we find ourselves kind of right now. It's, it's really important that we recognize the season that we're in. Uh, I know, Leanne, this has been a story mm-hmm. that has kind of been on your heart. Um, we were just talking about David. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it says, uh, is it 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel 11 mm-hmm. or 12, uh, where he talks about he was on the rooftop mm-hmm. when he shouldn't have been. Yeah. It actually mm-hmm. says that he was, uh, it was a time when kings yep. were supposed to be at war. And he was a king. He was a king. <laughs> There all the other ki- all the other kings were there. Yeah, there was a war. Right. There he was a king, yeah, that's right. and there was a battle mm-hmm. happening, and yet he found himself yeah. on a rooftop. Yeah. So uh, why don't you kind of kind of yeah. speak to that a little bit? I know that's in your heart. Yeah, Second Samuel. It's you know he was David, King David, the second king of Israel, basically. And I'd love for you to go study out that whole whole chapter, but it basically says in the spring at the times when king at the time when kings went off to war, mm. and if you read the rest of the story, David found himself not out on the battlefield, but on the rooftop gazing upon a beautiful woman that was not his wife, and it, the story ends up going, um, the rest is kind of history. What happens when your eyes are in the wrong place, your eyes are gazing in the wrong direction, um, there, that began a string of immorality in David's life, adultery, yeah. um, then he had the woman's husband killed, there was a, a baby that happened and and so on and so forth but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time looking on the wrong things and it just got it got me to thinking like this just is a season where again there's no condemnation but let's bring it back Mm -hmm. let's bring it back to kind of that old school my grandma with her bible on the coffee table and we have got to get back to the heart of the matter and where am I looking? Do I just go to church? Do I just call myself a good Christian, but my heart is far from God? Mm. You know, my, my Instagram, I'm, I'll pop up a scripture on my Instagram every now and then because it looks cute, but my heart is far from God. Mm. What are we doing? Mm. Are you, are you in a time when the kings are battling and off to war, are you on the rooftop? out of season, looking at the wrong things. And so I do feel this is very un-Easter yeah. today, but it's also very Easter well, it, yeah. because Jesus, hold on, very much. No, no, you're right. you're right. Jesus died so that we could be free and yeah. he died so that we actually could have true purpose and true meaning. And none of us will ever be truly satisfied with just going about the motions, yeah. you know, right. going to our job and, and you know, it's awesome to have a family and kids and friends that we love, but there will only be true satisfaction in your kingdom purpose in your divine purpose the reason why you breathe air the reason why you take up space on this planet there's a purpose that you were born for Mm. and so again today i just i just want to encourage you to get your eyes in the right place Mm. hebrews 12 talks about how do we do this we turn our eyes to jesus go study that out hebrews 12 starting in verse 1 looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith we keep our eyes on him Mm. and everything begins to fall into place and our lives begin to have meaning and purpose. Well, we joked about this the other day. Uh, This is a strong word. I think all of us felt that like, wow, why why does this feel so strong? Why does this feel so heavy? This is Easter. Can we not just put on our pastel polos and and, and it'd be great, you know? Give me some turquoise and I'll be fine. Turquoise. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but the the, the analogy that the Lord gave me when he he 
when we were thinking about this and asking, is this, is this a heavy, is this too heavy for Easter? Uh, the Lord just kind of reminded me, it's like with our kids sometimes, we give them a strong word right before there's a strong consequence. Like that's one of the things that we do. We, we don't just say, hey, little Johnny or Susie, which I don't know why I always, I use, I always say Johnny and Susie. And no, no one, no one's anyway. named that really much anymore. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, But it's like, so hey, little Johnny and Susie. It's like, uh, don't, please don't do that anymore. And then the next time they do, we, we don't go, oh, I'm so sorry, Johnny and Susie. We're going to give you away now. We're going to give you to another family. It's like, wait a minute. Give like a better warning Seriously, that. could you not? I didn't know that was what was coming next. Now I'm out of here, you know? It just seemed like, it seemed like the word didn't match the consequence. Yep. You know, or the warning mm-hmm. didn't match the consequence. Yeah. And that's actually, I think, what oftentimes the Lord does is he's saying, hey, this is actually, there is no better picture of the mercy of God sometimes mm-hmm. than a strong word. Yeah. yeah. It's the mercy of God to bring a word. It's a mercy of God, the mercy that was demonstrated on the cross. You don't have to pay for your sin. Mm -hmm. A strong word is saying, I don't want you to have to pay for this. I don't want you to suffer the consequences of this. The strong word is being sent right now to save you, not just save you from something, but to actually prepare you for the thing that you were born to do. Yeah. Well, and you know, here's what I think, even if you're, you're out there kind of watching right now, um, I believe this about you. You want to hear the strong words. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's time that we kind of accept the strong words and you probably don't even consider them that strong. You're like, man, yes, that's, that's Jesus. That's in the word. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. And, and this is, it kind of goes along with the seasons. Like Jesus never, Jesus never apologized for his strong word. Jesus didn't come back to Peter and say, I'm so sorry that I called you Satan earlier. (laughs) That was my bad. (laughs) See about that. About about that. I just just got a little angry. No, he he didn't do that. (laughs) We, we we know, we know he didn't sin either. So it's like, he, he kind of would, would just lay it on the table. And, and I think, I think there's something to that. Mm-hmm. I think that people are actually, um, I'm going to choose to believe that, that you're even craving mm-hmm. these kind of conversations that mm-hmm. you're craving this kind of message, uh, because there's, there's been nothing wrong with the message of grace. Yeah. We, we believe in the grace of God. The, the grace of God changed this church. Yeah. It changed yeah. our lives. Yeah. Everything that we say is from the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But there, there was something that we, we did a Zoom call with our young adults on this, this last Tuesday, and we were kind of talking around the same subject, and there was just something that came out in that conversation, and it was just from the Holy Spirit. And I said this, I said, um, our actions don't make us holy, but there are holy actions. That's so good, man. Fire. That yeah. is, that, that's the difference that we're talking about right now. Your, yeah. your actions, we're not talking about you getting perfect and so that God will accept you more or mm-hmm. so that you'll have a, a, a greater place with him. No, he loves you unconditionally, mm-hmm. which means that it's without condition. With it, your actions are not going to get you into a better place with God. They will not make you holy, but there still are holy actions. Yeah. There still are things that we can do that are righteous. Yeah. Here's the kicker to this whole thing. Peter, he, was, he went through that, that trial. And when, it, it, I believe it eradicated the fear of man. It gave him the courage. And what was the result? Mm. The result is that the very first message that he preached, 3,000 people were saved. 3,000 people were added to the church. And then it goes on to say people were added daily. Daily. Like, that was the result of him letting things get squeezed out that needed to get squeezed out. 
and then um, and then acting whenever the Holy Spirit came and moved yeah. upon him. Yeah. Uh, that was a result of a holy action. Yeah. That was a result of a righteous response to him. And and I think that's that's kind of what's waiting. Like that that's what's waiting mm-hmm. on on us. Oh, I really want you to see that today. Like, don't focus so much on um, on on the pain. <laughs> focus on what's waiting for you in the future. Like literally Jesus is out there waiting. He's prepared promises and blessing, um, fruitfulness. It's literally waiting on the backside of that. It's like, you know, I, uh, we, we all kind of grew up in sports and, and doing different things. And there was a lot of pain you kind of go through when it comes Mm -hmm. to sports, you know, like there was not one day that I enjoyed being in the weight room. Yeah. uh, Lifting. No, thank you. (laughs) Running straight from the pit of hell. You know, like nobody, if you like to run, we've said this before, whenever we get back to church, come to the front because we're going to lay hands lay on you because something is, something's the matter with you, you know, <laughs> but there, yeah, there was these, the cardio devil, okay. but we, oh, we man. go through these, we know that there's an end in sight. Yeah, for sure. We know that there's a result waiting yeah. that's better than we could get if we don't walk through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's seriously that. It's just what God is doing. Yeah. It's not something that we just believe mm-hmm. God is doing right now. The people that we follow, yeah. the, the pastors that we look up to, mm-hmm. the prophetic word that seems to be coming out all across uh, the, the nation yeah. is that God is doing something and he's mm-hmm. preparing his church. Yeah. I really believe he's preparing his church right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. God works all things out for the good of those right. who love him yeah. and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. My point is that there's good coming. Yeah. And, and, and the word that's ringing in my ear, and I actually well, I want you to close this out, and then I want to take communion. But the word that's ringing in my head right now is, and it's not about what you deserve. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you deserve. And I know we were talking the other day, uh, the Lord had given you some re- revelation about the story of Joseph, where mm-hmm. really Joseph ends up being a You've heard it said that the Old Testament is Jesus concealed. The New Testament is Jesus revealed. And you you saw something in scriptures first time I'd ever heard it about yeah. how Joseph was a prophetic mm-hmm. foreshadowing mm-hmm. of Jesus and how he was able to give anyone who was a part of his family yeah. something they didn't deserve. I want you to share that before we close. Yeah, well, uh, many of us know, we know the story okay. of Joseph. Uh, we know that uh, when he was young, he had this dream mm-hmm. about his whole family bowing down to him. He ac- accidentally shared that dream <laughs> and his brothers were kind of upset about that. So what did they do? Um, they got jealous mm-hmm. and they wanted to kill kill him. Uh, what ended up happening is they sold him into slavery. You know the story. Uh, there's a lot in Genesis that talks about that. I'd really encourage you to go back and, and kind of read that because uh, it's an amazing story. Uh, but long story short, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream and he he arrives at second in command. He arrives at, as the second most powerful person in the nation. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he sees prophetically that there's going to be a famine in the land. And he prepares the nation. He was prepared. He prepared a whole nation. But there was a group of people that weren't prepared. Mm -hmm. It happened to be his family. It happened to be his brothers. It happened to be his dad, his family. Mm -hmm. And um, his family found themselves in this famine needing food. They were hurting. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were broken. And they had to travel all the way to Egypt. And guess who they run into? Mm -hmm. They run into Joseph. Mm -hmm. Um. Pharaoh even gave him this name, and I'm not <laughs> Zephaneth Penea. I hope mm-hmm. I pronounced that right. Close enough. The, <laughs> close enough. The, the Latin translation actually means Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. 
So here his brothers who are in desperate need, his family's in desperate need, they come and they find Joseph. They don't even recognize him. Yeah. But Joseph recognizes them. And, and long story short, um, through, a, through a process, Joseph reveals himself to them. He blesses them. He, they come to pay for the grain. They come to pay for the food. He gives them more food than they wanted, gives them their money back. Mm. The second time they come back, gives them double their money back, gives them all the food that they need, sends chariots from Egypt all the way to go pick up their their elderly father, their whole family. There were 66 of them that got brought back to Egypt. If that wasn't enough, they gave them new, he gave them new clothes, all the food, and then put them in the best land. Mm. They put them in the land that was the most fruitful in that time. Here's the point. In a, in a time of famine, in a time of lack, they, they got more than they ever had before. Oh, wow. They prospered more than they had ever prospered before. And here's why. They prospered because they were family. Yep. Wow. They prospered so because powerful. they knew yeah. Joseph. Yeah. They were saved because they knew Joseph. Yeah. They didn't earn it. Yep. They definitely didn't deserve it. They tried to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they weren't prepared. They didn't prepare for the famine. Mm-mm. But they reaped the benefits of actually knowing the Savior of the world yeah. at that time. Yeah. And, and I think this is the beauty of the gospel. I think this is, this is the story of the gospel that even when we don't prepare for it, even when we don't deserve it, gosh, we all know that we have not earned it. And we are so unworthy of it. But there's something that we get access to. There's a land that we get to go into. There's a blessing that we get to reap just because we simply know this one person and his name is Jesus. He's the savior. He's the savior of the world. And he saved me. He saved us. He saved you. He came and he died for you. Whether you would accept him or not, he chose to die. He got up on that cross when he didn't have to. And he gave up his life. And I'm so moved today. Our whole team was moved as we were praying today, just remembering what Jesus did. And can I tell you, you may have known Jesus for a long time. And you may find yourself, you know, if, if there ever was a famine, yeah. there's a famine right now. That's right. We find ourselves, and, and gosh, what a story in scripture to relate to where we're at right now. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. Yep. We weren't, the world was not prepared for the situation that we're in right now. But can I tell you, we didn't have to be prepared because there was someone who was prepared. Yeah. He was prepared. He was ready. We've said this out for the last couple of weeks. This didn't surprise God. Amen. It didn't surprise him, Amen. which means this. He's got a plan for us, and the plan is to prosper us, so not to harm us. So we have a hope. And we have a future. Yeah. Amen. I want you to know right now, no matter where you're at, there's, there's a good future waiting for you. Yeah, for sure. He's bringing all, he's working all things out for our good. So if it's not good, it's not the it's end. Not over. If it's, it's not good, good it ain't yeah. over. Yep. Good is coming. Mm-hmm. And I want you to grab hold of, of the fact that Jesus, he got up out of the grave. Mm-hmm. He's the resurrection and he is the life. Mm-hmm. In other words, we win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We win. Yes. You're going to win. You're so going to come good. out of this a winner. Yeah. So and um, I, I really encourage you, if you don't know Jesus, we're going we're gonna to get into communion here in a moment. We're going to have worship after this. And um, we're going to lead you in a, in a prayer yeah. of salvation. Um, so hang tight for yeah. that. Um, but if you do know the Lord, you've known him for, for some time, uh, I really encourage you just to, to engage your faith in the fact that no matter what we find, what season we find ourselves in, 
He's going to be our answer. He is your answer right now. Would you look to him? Would you, like, like Joseph's brothers, would you leave the land that you're in, the land of unbelieving, the land of lack, and just start making the journey? Yeah. I heard this as I was driving here this morning. All it takes is one, one step. Yeah. Yeah. Before you, as you lift up your foot to take a step towards yeah. Jesus, before your foot ever even hits the ground, he's already there. Yes. He's already moving back towards you. That's how much yeah. he wants okay. to be in relationship well, with Well, honestly, us. that's the word. And I, I want to take communion around this because as you were talking this is what kept coming up in my spirit there was one thing only and one thing only that could have kept joseph's family from from being saved and is that if 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 they were too proud to admit that they they were unprepared and they needed zephnath pania yeah they needed savior of the world come on that's really all they had to do they just had to humble themselves Mm -hmm. they just had to humble themselves and so we were unprepared We were unqualified. Yeah. We weren't ready, but someone was. Mm. And that's, that's literally all you have to do today is say, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm mm. coming to you. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Like Jakeez was saying, I'm, I'm taking a step. Yeah. I'm moving towards you. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.